Well, hello to everybody and uh, everybody. Hello and welcome to Making Sales Social Live brought to you by Social Sales Link. I'm Bob Woods, the LinkedIn Sherpa, and I'm joined as always by fellow LinkedIn and social selling professional who is also known as the LinkedIn Whisperer. Bryn Tillman. Bryn, how are you doing today? Good, Bob. How are you? I'm having a fun Monday. This has already been a sparkling kind of day. So I'm looking it's... forward to uh, continuing the happiness with our conversation today. Yeah, let's absolutely do this. Welcome to Making Sales Social Live, as we share LinkedIn and social selling training, strategies, and tips that will have an immediate impact on your business. Join Bryn Tillman and me, Bob Woods, every week, Making Sales Social Live. This is the recorded version of our weekly Making Sales Social Live show. As they say, and we never know who they are, but as they say, content is king. And actually, it really does apply here because if you're into social selling, you know content, you use content. Content is what gets conversations started and contributes to conversations as they go on within the buying and the selling process. Buyers use content in researching their potential purchase decisions in many cases before we as salespeople even know they're in the market for our products or services. That's why we're talking content today. With this podcast episode, we have an ebook that accompanies it. It's at socialsaleslink.com slash funnel content. That again is socialsaleslink.com slash funnel content. So overall, there are three types of content. So pieces that you use at the top of the funnel, which goes back to what I was talking about before, when they're researching you before you even know they're researching you. Then mid funnel, these are the pieces that you use when you're talking to people, but reinforce what you're saying. And then at the end of the sales cycle, which can also even be used post-sale if you want to as well. So top of the funnel, we have two main pieces. Let's talk about mm -hmm. those, Brent. First of all, is content before their need, as we call it. So this is a huge opportunity when we're looking at the top of the funnel, when we're looking at starting new conversations with new people. And this was a concept I learned many years ago from David Newman. Uh, and he talked about you need to engage them before they know they need you, you know, so that you can start the conversation with them and that you're the one who's educating them and leading them to the next step. So for example, if we're talking about prospecting on LinkedIn, maybe a lot of the content we're talking about is getting started on LinkedIn or how to connect with the right people on LinkedIn, because that's what they're doing before they're prospecting, potentially. I mean, there's a lot of ways to look at it, but what I want you to look at is what's happening before they need you. Who are they buying from? What content are they researching a stage before you? Another example is if um, you are uh, recruiting people. So you're talking about, and, you know, you're looking to bring on, let's say, new salespeople. The content, they may not be actively searching for positions, but if your content talks about what a good culture is, you'll start to attract the right people. 
even if they're not looking for a job right now. There are lots of different examples that we can give around this, but the bottom line is we need to attract them where they are. And if we attract them too late, there's a good chance they've already done their research, as Bob mentioned. They've already identified three or four or five companies like you that you know when they are ready for your solution. So if you're engaging with them early on, chances are they're not going to shop you nearly as well, as much. So the next one we have is content that creates curiosity and gets prospects thinking differently about their current situation. Because if they're not thinking differently about their current situation, why are they going to buy anything if they're thinking that, you know, let's just keep doing what we're doing and, and everything is going to be fine. You need to create curiosity with it. So there are many different ways that, that, that you can do that. And again, this is before they even reach out and speak with you, because this is especially the type of content when they're researching, they're looking probably to think differently about what they're doing right now. Yeah, this is a great opportunity to really engage them on, as Bob said, thinking differently. So content for social selling typically includes five elements. The first one is that it resonates with your buyer, that they are, they immediately see it and say, this is written for me. So it might be chat, you know, three challenges CEOs are facing around X, Y, and Z. And I go, oh, I'm a CEO and I'm facing this challenge. That's resonate. The next one that, that Bob mentions is create curiosity. You've got to get them to lean in and go, oh, that's interesting. Then you need to teach them something new. Now, teaching them something new that creates you as a thought leader and a subject matter expert. The next piece that Bob mentioned is what you teach them needs to get them thinking differently about their current situation. And you are spot on, Bob, with this. Because if we teach them something new, but they're still okay with their current vendor, then why would they even talk to us, let alone buy from us? But you're right. When they start to think of it differently and they're reframing their situation in a way that they go, boy, we do have gaps. How come I don't have that? I'm really curious. You know, when you get to that level, then you get to number five, which is it creates a compelling moment. We move them from a lurker to an engager. We get them to comment, react, connect with us, view our profile. It creates a compelling moment. And when we create those compelling moments, we can start the sales conversation. And that's what's really critical in, to, in, in what we're talking about today these top of the funnel, these top of the funnel pieces need to create those compelling moments because our goal is to start conversations with the right people. And if we're not starting conversations and we're just putting out content and no one is engaging or few people or the wrong people, then it's not content for the sales funnel. It's content for the for content's sake. So now that the top of the funnel content has done its job and you've done your job and you're talking, mm -hmm. having sales conversations with the prospect, they're in your funnel. So let's talk about mid funnel content. So there's actually several different pieces that, that we can talk about here. We'll go through them quickly. One is content that offers social proof or case stories. Now notice how I didn't say case studies. These are case 
stories because no one can relate to a case study. But when you're telling a story about someone who has who has benefited from your product, people can relate a lot more to that, especially when the person whose story you're telling about is in the same position or the same industry or whatever as as the person who is so so the person who's reading it is the same as the person who's the story being told about. And that could be told in social proof as well, Brent. Yeah, you know, and and not all content is necessary for the news feed. This right. type of content I see more as an inbox play to follow up on a conversation that you've already had. Maybe it's on your profile as social proof. I wouldn't share too many of these on your homepage because it may come across as bragging and 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 here, you know, and so you want to make sure that all the content you're sharing is of value. So I'm going to share, to Bob's point, the case story is so much more valuable than a simple study. And the reason is done well, what you're implementing inside of that case story are actual actionable things, things that when the reader absorbs it, when they consume it, to Bob's point, they're relating to that and they can take that content and even start leveraging it in their own business. Now, obviously we're not giving away everything. That's never our goal. And I know we'll get a whole bunch of pushback from people that says, don't give it all away. But we actually come from a, a place of, to Michael Port's quote, give away so much value that you're afraid you gave away too much and yep. then give more. That's yeah, the absolutely. camp we're in, right? So look up Michael and Amy Port. They're amazing humans. Um, but that's where we're coming from. So that case story should also be a great benefit to the reader. Even if they never talk to you, you yep. want them to get that value. And that's how you start to build that reputation. Yep. So before we get to the next one, uh, uh, Stephen Farber says a uh, great uh, ebook. He just downloaded it. That's fantastic. Love to hear it. Again, it's at socialsaleslink.com slash funnel content. Let me get that back up. Not that one, that one. There we go. Again, that's socialsaleslink.com slash funnel content. So the next piece that we're going to talk about is content that specifically overcomes objections because, I mean, no one gets objections, right? No one ever. <laughs> yeah, no so one this, ever gets objections. You know, I love this. And, and we've talked about this for years and years and years when we hear, uh, you know, our clients, you know, we're getting these objections, whether it's a price objection, a value objection, uh, whatever it might be. And we no longer teach sales training. So I'm thinking, how do we solve this problem for them? Looking to up your LinkedIn game? The Social Sales Link team has you covered with our LinkedIn Sales Accelerator, a guided social selling program that includes training, coaching, and so much more. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash in for more details. Again, that's socialsaleslink.com slash in. In a way that's around social selling. And really it comes back to content. So when you hear an objection from a prospect, write it down, write down your solution and create content around that. Now, not only are you prepared when someone has that objection, but when you start 
kind of planting those seeds in content, you're moving them toward your solution. So for example, I don't know if you guys have ever uh, read the book, I think it's spin selling or solution selling. I'm mixing them. No, I think, I think it was solution selling. And they talked about like this grocery store that had all the bells and whistles, but they didn't have someone that took your groceries to the car. You know, people would say, well, why didn't you do that? It's a choice that they made based on whatever they made. So their content would be about all the innovation and steer away, you know, why you want to place with all this innovation and what innovation can do for X, Y, and Z and talk about what really matters that separates you out. Because those, so just think of those objections. So if their objection is, I, you know, you don't have someone to help me to my car, um, be prepared as why, you know, with, with why you've made your choices or the, so that when that objection comes up, you're ready or you've overcome the objection before they ever even have it or able to or, voice it or verbalize it. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. That's fantastic. Uh, the next point is, uh, or the next type I should say is content that gives you a competitive edge. Ooh, like that. I like the sound of that. Yeah. So there's so many things that you can do around this. You know, the competitive edge is really finding out what you do that no one else does, like really plant those seeds. So for example, if, you know, we are the only social selling membership site where you actually get one-on-one coaching, we would talk about how important the one-on-one coaching is. If you are the only print shop in your neighborhood in your that actually delivers the you know they don't you don't pay for shipping and we have free delivery, then that's what you focus on. And you talk about why that is critically important when you are making a, a decision on what printer to use. So yeah. when you educate them, you can also plant seeds. So if you know, we're talking about where we get a competitive edge, but if you know what your competitor doesn't do, you can talk about the the risks of doing business that with someone that doesn't do X, Y, and Z. Now, these are typically not things that we set, what we put on our, our newsfeed. This is content that Bob uses and I use in smart links, which is a sales navigator piece or to send individually or to send a PDF individually. You know, we were chatting. I wanted to follow up with this content. So the, the end of the sales funnel is typically not things that we share publicly. Again, however, we can put this in the featured section Yep. and other places on the profile to get that edge. And one other thing that I literally just thought of, it, totally forgotten about it, back when I sold for a business coach, when it comes to competitive edge and, and, and you know, things that people do versus people that, that don't do, if there's something in your industry that everyone does, but A, you do it well, and B, no one else in the industry talks about, so everyone does it, but nobody talks about it, mm-hmm. and yet you do it well, you actually talk about it. And then if a competitor comes up and says, well, well, we do that too. We do that too. They don't look as great just because you brought it up first. Oh, that's great. I, lo- <laughs> I love the off the cuff stuff. <laughs> yep. 
yep. So, so our next one, and 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 this next piece actually could be used at the end of the sales cycle too, but we're going to concentrate on mid funnel here. Is content that helps your buyers sell you internally because let's face it, you can't, you aren't able to talk to buyers. The other buyers, that that, that other six point eight or five point eight people at, 6. at, at 8. that point who are making well, no, it it would be six point eight minus the person that you're already talking to. So it's the other five point eight at that point. You're so good. That's yeah, so, so true. <laughs> yeah. So the other five point eight. Let me I just just two seconds. So in the study, uh in the challenger customer. Right. That they identified on average there are 6.8 decision makers on every, you know, on every large sale. So go ahead, Bob. I just wanted to yep. throw that in. Yeah. So hopefully at some point you'll be able to get to talk to those 5.8 other decision makers. But this type of piece will definitely help you smooth the road in terms of in terms of you know speaking quote unquote to those people directly even though you're not talking to them this content piece will at least get these other buyers knowing that you are thinking about these these other buyers and the other various positions that they're in you're versed about their concerns and and you know what you do can help them out as well as the overall yeah. company and the initial person who's who's bringing this up in the first place so i love it so i'll just use for example mm -hmm. let's say you're you're in marketing you're in sales your touch finance is touched procurement is touched what you want to do is create content written for each of those buyers you want to create whether it's a checklist or you know something because they all have a different reason so for example i'm going to use us because i know right so i'll we will typically start with sales leadership we generally need to get marketing buy-in so the content for the marketing is five ways to get your employees to amplify the content you've created. Now, sales doesn't care about that. Sales cares about the 10 ways to use LinkedIn to start new conversations. Finance might talk about the most economical way to amp up your sales team's right. efforts, right? So all of these things you do, but each of your stakeholders have different intent, they have a, a different why. And so when you can create those pieces of content, your champion, the person you're talking to that's helping you out, can use that content to start conversations with the other people you would like to invite to the next meeting. And then they can see why. So great, that's a great one, Bob. And then now we're gonna talk about the end of the sales cycle or post-sales cycle, however you wanna view it. Um, and, and this is good because this pushes for more business. So content that helps you to cross-sell other products into whether it's other products you have or maybe into other, other departments within the same company as well as cross-solving. So solving other problems that your product can solve for these companies as well beyond the initial problem that they brought you in for. It, that absolutely is big. And um, I think uh, Jack Hubbard calls it cross-solving. So I love that. I think that's brilliant because 
we're really in there solving other problems. And a lot of times we, you know, you've, we've talked about the, the land and expand model, right? You mm-hmm. sell them what you will, what they want that you can solve well, and then expand afterwards. Some of that, which goes to Bob's point of the last one, having, helping them sell you internally, it may be that you're selling different things to other departments. So that's why that last one Bob mentioned could go both in the middle of the funnel and post funnel. And, you know, the, the, the other piece is really listen through the sales cycle and, you know, you can open that conversation with, you know, I heard, you know, I'm glad that this is going well, launch went fine. You guys are happy. I heard a couple other gaps that you may have that I'd be happy to talk to you about solutions. Are you open? Bob, what are your thoughts around that? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, going in, especially with a product that or product or service that is really multi-departmental or something like that, I think I want to say, or Cross something like departmental. that. Cross-departmental. Cross-departmental. I like that even better. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, getting your foot in the door is is key. And a lot of people make a lot of money getting into the door and then and then having, you know, with with those content pieces and with the relationships that you're either building or have already built, you can get into other departments much, much easier rather than trying to start something all over again with a new company. You know, if if you have that kind of product and you sell them to those types of companies, it's just it's golden. Yeah. Perfect example for us is I had sold TD Bank locally in the Philadelphia region and worked with them for years and then got an introduction into the Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Uh, area. Right. And so you that's that kind of land and expand option. Yep. But I, one thing I want to throw in here is you have to earn the right to do that. Don't ask for more business until you've mastered the business they've bought from you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that is a great place to end up, except to mention again, the ebook, which is socialsaleslink.com slash funnel content. You can download that and use it on, on your own. You can download that and use it as an accompaniment to this episode, however you want to use it. We hope that you find it very valuable and because we hope it delivers a lot of value for you. And I'm just going to throw in, make sure you comment and like, and even share it with other people, because this ebook is actually connected to Bob's post. So, you know, share it around. I really think it's a valuable one that many share people share like, yeah, that, you know, social sellers can really get value from. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I would appreciate that as well. So with that, thanks again for joining us on Making Sales Social Live today. If you're with us here live on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter right now, we do this every week. So keep an eye out for our live sessions. If you're listening to us on our podcast, so the recorded version of this, in other words, and you haven't subscribed already, go ahead and click that subscribe, follow button, whatever it is on whatever you're listening to us on, and you'll be able to access all of our previous shows and be alerted when new ones drop. Going to throw one more URL at you. If you'd like more on the podcast, go to socialsaleslink.com slash podcast. That's socialsaleslink.com slash podcasts. We actually podcast, singular podcast. We do two shows weekly, this one and our Making Sales Social Interview Series, where we talk with leaders and experts in sales, marketing, business, and many, many more areas. So when you're out and about, be sure to make your sales social.
Bye, guys. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Don't miss an episode. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. Register for free resources at linkedinlibrary.com. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.